Today marks the accomplishment of a lot of firsts for me. My first time being in a relationship, my first time being married, my first time being in love. Well, hopefully. The experts hit it. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think I can do this. I don't want to marry a stranger. Oh. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It is the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one only Theresa right there. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Let me start off by saying this. We either need new matchmakers... Or a new matchmaking process. Yes, I would agree. We, look, I'm happy. I'm doing my happy dance over here. I'm celebrating because I think I've been vindicated and validated. Uh, Austin and Becca, they're not going to make it. I guess not, but I still don't understand when she's saying, all these things, tell, literally giving him a way out. And he says, I still want to keep trying. All he needs to say is like, you know what? You're right. Let's take a break. Actually, no. He doesn't want to. Why no, not? Because maybe it's fake nice guy, but he's a nice guy. And he's on TV and nothing is more clear that he's doing something for show and for the cameras than when Becca says, oh, yeah, he kind of acts differently when the cameras go away. So I think he's trying to be a good guy, trying to put the effort in when the cameras are there. When the cameras go away, it all bets are off. But that's why he's going to reach the finish line, as everyone should do. Mavs has a deadline and a finish True. line. It's not that hard to go True. eight weeks. But often so we see people on Mavs who become friends and they're kind of like riding the wave, right? But we mm -hmm. all know Becca and Austin are still being touchy-feely, or at least he's trying to be. That's what's throwing me on off. He's camera. not trying to be a friend. On camera. I guess. Oh, well, I'm going to say this again. Chloe stinks, and I know you guys give me shit for it, but let me explain. She stinks because she doesn't like Michael. She likes him as a person. I think they would be great friends. Mm -hmm. They get along. I like her as a person. I don't I don't mind her. She has a senior dog. I love senior <laughs> dogs. I'm serious. When I say she stinks, I mean that she stinks as a match for Michael. All right, well because then they're very that. different. Specify that. That's very that uh, that's very different. She keeps saying, "Oh, we're the same. We do this. We do that." It's like I don't see them having a genuine connection. I see two people who are friends. Mm. There is nothing beyond that. This is not friends at first sight. Are you a are you a recovering Chloe hater? I hate how she. I'm a recovering perfectionist i'm a recovering yeah. people pleaser stop it i never listen i never hated her i always say she stings because she's a bad match for michael who i believe deserves the world he's such a good dude he's trying with her he's trying but think about it he doesn't say oh i have a beautiful hot wife well i'm so attracted to her like he mentioned it before he's trying because he's so committed on this on the other hand she goes home for a few days to be with her pets oh, don't bring get me the started. pets over don't get me started bring the pets we'll get, over we'll get into that in a second one other high level thought new idea for maths okay i'm always trying to plus well, let's hear it. new idea mix in some couples challenges a la The Last Resort or Perfect Match. Throw in, instead of just a retreat, have there be some like real competition where couples go head to head because we've seen with Chloe and Michael, she gets a little turned on when she sees Michael doing his thing. But that's the thing. And this, this is the issue. I don't think she sees him as a masculine man with all the clothes and the skirt and him being so extra. Mm -hmm. So Anytime he feels a little more masculine in her eyes, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm turned on because she's like, I'm married to this man wearing skirts and having five times more clothes I, than me. All of a sudden he's boxing, he's being a ninja. So she's like, oh yeah, but that's, 
that's the guy she wants. No, I don't. That's I, the guy Mike, Mike, Michael is, but that's not all he is. I I don't think it's just about, oh, it's a masculine activity. It's it's attractive when someone is good at something or when, when someone succeeds at something. That's attractive. If he was sure. just sitting on the sofa on Sunday rooting on a football team, that's pretty masculine. I don't think she's going to be swooning over that. That's not masculine. It's just dumb. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, boy. I don't think any of our listeners. I mean, we're, we're on the couch Sunday night rooting on 90 Day Fiance. And that's so. my football. <laughs> that's what turns you on over there. But all right. We'll get into all of it in a second. Before so we do. So you're saying that. When I sing karaoke, you're turned on because I'm so good at it. So real quick, um, <laughs> if you guys want to hear us talk about the single life, you can do that. You should do that. We're having fun over on Patreon and Supercast. Patreon.com slash MarriedThreality. MarriedThreality.Supercast.com. Check it out at the Cousins Club level. Audio only. Family affair. Audio video. And a monthly bonus. It's a good time. Also, the Patreon has a chat feature. Yeah, It's like old school AOL chat rooms. And we have fun in that. So come on over. I love it. You guys learn all kinds of things from how I feel about Chloe to how you guys feel about other things to the fact that one of our friends, Missy, said that Georgia has a groundhog, like a groundhog day. It's an educational chat. Very educational. All right. We're also on Instagram at Married Reality Pod. Check us out over there. Follow along. When we say call in, direct message us on Instagram. All right. We sometimes post memes, news, scheduling, but we really... We live and breathe the chat on Instagram. Yes, and thank you for all of you who's been messaging us and sharing your thoughts. And I love it. Sometimes you guys have different views than me, and that's fine. We talk about it, so please keep it going. I love hearing different points of view because sometimes it can not change my opinion, but I can see things differently if that makes sense. Sure. And also make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. It's so easy to do. Look down, smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hard as Chloe's senior dog. Because I'm a <laughs> sucker for for a good old senior dog. All right. And last but not least, if you haven't left the review, please do. It's so easy to do. You can rate. You can write something. If you write something and it's a five-star review, we'll read it on the Monday podcast for everyone to hear. All Amen. right. No pressure. No pressure. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's just get into it. So many thoughts. Maps, Denver, season 17, episode 18. Let's start with the aforementioned Michael and Chloe. Here's the deal. It's day seven of marriage, right? Yeah. Let's not uh, let's not forget. This is pretty early in the marriage for these week two. Week one. Week it's one. Week, it's week one. The couple's retreat was actually more of the classic MAFS honeymoon for them, if you think about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the classic MAFS honeymoon now is all the couples go oh, somewhere yeah. and they all hang out together. There's a little one-on-one time, but more or less they're together. So this is almost their honeymoon. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of it as that because the first, their actual honeymoon was like the old school MAFS honeymoon was where they just went away. Oh, yeah. Two of them. But now they're seeing the other couples. They're interacting with the other couples. They're getting to compare themselves to the other couples. <laughs> but now they're back to reality. Yes. Chloe and is overwhelmed already. I was just going to say, day seven, and he, here's why. If they had issues, right? They went on the honeymoon, just the two of them. They argued. They had issues. They went on the couple's retreat, and they argued, and they had issues. I would be like... You know what? Like, I get it. This is not working out. They've been great. Like, she's been, besides her saying that maybe the attraction isn't fully there because Michael being so extra, right? They seem to be good. They've been talking, even though I keep saying I don't see them together. They've been trying to get along, right? So her coming back to the new apartment saying, um, yeah, I'm going to go home and be with my pets for a few days. Okay. Her pets are staying with her friend or a cousin, right? Let the pet there for a day or two extra and then bring them over because she's going to do it regardless. It's not like, oh, our pets don't get along, so they need to be away, right? She used the pets as an excuse to take a few days for what? Like, why would you take a few days off of your marriage you don't take days off of your marriage? Because she's in over her head. She signed up for this. I don't know why. 
because she was trying to break out of her routine of I'm a perfectionist. I do everything by the book. She she had a, a midlife crisis, a quarter life crisis where she goes, I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to sign up for maths. She actually got chosen, not first, but second. And here she is going, oh, my God. I'm really not cut out for this. I'm overwhelmed. And I don't know that I can make it to the end. I, yeah. Okay. She keeps saying I'm an introvert. She could be, but she's not a full-blown introvert. She's very social for what we can see. And I have friends who are, one in particular, who is an extreme introvert. Like to the point that she just does not feel okay being surrounded by multiple people. Like, Hard, she has a hard time talking to other people. She doesn't want to be overwhelmed. Like Chloe decided to go on maths knowing she's going to be paired up with a stranger, knowing she's going to be on TV, knowing she's going to have to socialize and she's doing it. So I get it. I think I'm more of an introvert than an extrovert. However, am I a fully introverted? I'm not. And I think that's the same for her, but she keeps using it as an excuse to get out of things. That's no, how no, I see it. I miss that then. I, I heard her use her dogs as an excuse well, to get out of Well, dogs and saying, this. I'm so, so introverted. This is overwhelming. Like, just, just be real. Say, hey, this is too much. I don't know how I feel about this marriage. I need to take a few days off. Still wrong, but that, let's be honest. Yeah, and the fact that Chloe knows Michael had a runaway bride once already, I feel like she should be overly aware and overly cautious not to make him feel like she's running away. Yeah, and honestly... I get it. Sometimes people might need their time, especially with something like this. This is very new. I can understand if she said, hey, Michael, I'm going to take the afternoon. I'm going to go hang out with my pets, my cousin, whatever. I'll be back later. Like, take uh, take the afternoon off, right? Mm-hmm. Don't take a few days when the marriage is this fresh. Yeah. And Michael being so understanding, but... We know that it got to him. We know he's thinking because, as you just said, this is his second chance. And here we go again. She's not fully running, but she's kind of, she kind of left him in the new place alone for a few days. She totally left him in the new not place. Not okay. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think she was actually up for this challenge of this process. I also think there's an element of you sign up for it. Do you actually think you're going to get chosen? Probably not. What are the odds of you getting chosen? And third, so much time went by, if you think about it. Weeks went by after when she was supposed to be chosen. Yeah. Or maybe she came to terms with like, whoo, dodge that bullet. I'm actually glad I didn't get chosen. Moving on. And then your phone rings and it's like, actually, we, we would love for you to be on this season. And so... It seems like her head's not fully wrapped around the it, process. I get it, but in that case, she should have said no. Like, she still said yes. No, but she's a recovering perfectionist. So she's going to do what she thinks she needs to do to be this wild and crazy kid and get out of her shell and try something new and live on the edge and this quarter-life crisis. And so she said yes, but she, this is not what you do if you're Chloe. And, no. And she's trying to be someone she's not, I think, by signing up for this experiment. Yeah. She should have dyed her hair pink or pierced her nose, well, something Becca like that. Becca did that also. She well, has- I'm saying instead of going to maths, like if you have crisis, like cut your hair, I don't know, do a tattoo, do something outrageous, but don't sign up for maths if you're not ready for it. And here's the thing. This is, all my, this is a guess. She didn't tell me that. Actually, <laughs> I believe she was ready for marriage. She's 40 years old or in her late 30s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's 39. Yeah, I believe she's ready. I think a lot of people past 30 are ready unless you are, oh, I can't think of anyone right now, but one of those womanizers that we've seen on all these shows that are hard to tie down, right? Okay, yeah. But her, I think, is the fact that Michael is not a say. Okay, a account manager from a bank that dresses like guys usually do like you see all the all the boys dress right in their 30s michael is michael i think he's just 
too much for her. Well, that's a good point, too, is that she's being tested in multiple ways. She's being tested through this process, cameras on her, getting married, and then her husband happens to be a test as well. Yeah. So you're right. If she had Kevin. Brennan. Well, I was going to make a person up. Oh. If she had Kevin oh. from Bank of America All who right. does mortgages, then, okay, at least that's um, a bit more in her comfort zone while she's doing something outside of her comfort zone that is maths. Instead, she got a guy who's outside of her comfort zone to help her along a process that's outside of her comfort zone. So the whole thing's uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. And she does leave and we see Michael home with his dog. I put down Mano, which is probably incorrect. I don't think that's right. I think it was Mellow. Maybe it was mellow. Maybe mellow. Just being on the bed saying, oh, look at this, my cute dog. I sent Chloe a little video so she knows she can look forward to meeting him. And I'm like, that's sweet. Like, he is trying. Yeah, but it's also like a kind of a fuck you video because it's like, hey, look at me at the apartment with my dogs. <laughs> this is what you could be doing. True. This is a dog friendly apartment. They're allowed to be here. Yeah, maybe. I don't think he saw it as fuck you. He's too nice for it. But he just, he just, he just this moment that I was like, oh. Chloe goes out with her friend, right? They're doing wine tasting and she's telling him how similar they are with Michael, how they get along, everything's great, they talk a lot and her friend is like, oh, that's kind of concerning because it's almost like, you know, when you try to justify something you don't love and you just try to make it sound better just to talk yeah. about it, how great it is. You're trying to sell yourself on it. Correct. Yeah. I think that's what she's doing with Michael. And I think her friend literally called her out on it without going deeper. I, I could see that. Yeah. Well, she was like, oh, yeah, I was second guessing things or I was a little uncomfortable. But then being away made me miss him. And I think I think she maybe missed him. But I think she I think she sees him as a friend. I truly believe that. Because, yeah, they get along. I, we didn't see them having any major issues. Everything seems fine. I just don't think that is an attraction from both sides. Uh, I think I think he's attracted to I her. I think he's attracted to her enough, but I think he also takes it as like, this is it. This is my wife. She's a good looking lady. Whether she is or she's not his type, he's like, I'm committed. I think it's more on her. Yeah, the fact that she only brings up her attraction when he's killing it at the Ninja Games or boxing is like, oh, okay, yeah, so you don't find him attractive unless he is doing something like this. Yeah, and he says the same thing. He says, oh, seeing my wife trying to do something I love, it's sexy. It's like mm -hmm. they see each other in these moments and they're like, oh, okay. But then I, I think he's... And I know I said some something different before, but watching this episode, I think he's more into her than she's into him because I think he's more committed to this. I yeah. think he's like ride or die. Like this is it. And I'm going to make it work. She's questioning, questioning this, trying to over what's the, what's the word you said? Overcompensate. Yeah. And just saying how everything is just so awesome. It's like, I don't know. I don't think it's a good thing to be with someone who's basically the same person. I think you need differences. And she keeps saying, we're like the same person. We're so similar. You need... I don't see that, though. I don't see that either. I don't but she see keeps that. saying it. And that's why I'm like, there is something fishy there. Like, you don't fully mean it. You're trying to sell yourself on Michael, literally. Well, maybe, oh, we're both people pleasers. That is a similarity. But outside of that, I don't really see it. Yeah. But who are, knows? Are you a people pleaser? I don't care. No. <laughs> if I no, if you first you gotta please yourself. If you can't hmm. if you please yourself, you can't please anyone. So True. I like to make other people happy, but uh, my ultimate goal is me and then you and then whomever else. You first? Yeah. I truly believe if I am not happy, how can I make someone else happy? True. Maybe equally. Maybe me and you equally. Yeah. Okay. I was about to ask our friends to give you shit, but <laughs> be good, guys. We good. I may, I'm maybe not thinking it through clearly, but I think when I'm happy, I could. Aren't aren't you happier when I'm happy? Oh, totally. Like not in the sense of a selfless 
happiness, but like when I'm in a good mood, every, you're going to be in a good, if I'm in a bad mood, then you're probably going to be in a bad mood and, and vice versa. So I'd rather you make yourself happy and then I'll, I'll be happy because of that, I think. Makes sense. I'm the immediate family pleaser, meaning like you and our parents. I just, in a way that... But doesn't that make you happy? It makes me very happy. So you're making yourself happy. Yeah. And right. I love buying gifts. Like some... I was just going to use that, exa- I was gonna use that example. Some people love buying gifts. Oh, I'm such a gift giver. That's cool. It sounds selfless. But you actually get joy from giving the gift, so therefore you're making yourself happy. I do. I love yeah. gifts. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think. But again, only for people I truly deeply care about. But for example, I would get excited when we did a giveaway. I was excited for you know giving some stuff to our friends. Totally. I'm just, I love that, but I don't think I wouldn't call myself a people pleaser. I'm no. just if I'm happy, spread the happiness. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this 90s hip-hop party because it's wild. In the previews, we saw a preview of this party. And when I saw Michael in his 90s costume, I didn't realize it was a costume. I just <laughs> saw him and I was like, yeah, classic Michael. And then we get this scene. I'm like, oh, shit, he's dressed up for a 90s party. I almost feel like he could have gone further because he's so extra. Maybe. As you said, he could have... Pull this, pull this off regular, like the glasses he yeah, wears, but what the could tank he, top he wears. He yeah. would probably wear the bandana. I think the only thing he would drop are the fake necklaces. Otherwise, he looks normal. Yeah, this, I was very happy because this was the first theme party, I think, in mass history where everyone dressed up. All the guests, Ooh. normally like one guy walks in with like a wacky pair of sunglasses and then everyone else looks normal. It's yeah, like everyone here was dressed to the nines, and I was like, "Thank you, this is how you do it." Well, I think Brennan's and Emily's party, everyone was doing the wigs, even though that was wild when they get into these oh, yeah. arguments with their friends. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, this was a <laughs> this was a fun theme. I mean, a '90s hip hop. Who would I be? Probably Beastie Boys. I don't think anyone was dressed up as '90s hip hop. It wasn't a '90s hip hop party. It was a '90s it was. party. No, it was. Oh, it was, it a was '90s hip hop party. Yeah. But no one was dressed up as artists. They were just dressed up in like snowsuits or neons or. Yeah, I think not everyone got chains. the memo. Maybe not. Anyways, uh, so they're all there hanging out, having a good time. And they talk about the time apart that they took when Chloe went back to her place. And once again, she's overcompensating that. And Michael's friends are picking up on it like hardcore. Uh, maybe over explaining, not overcompensating. Over explaining. Okay, over explaining to them. And Michael's friend, you could see her, the camera kept going back oh, to her. Giving Emily you like, eyes. You could like see her face just like It was uh, Emily eyes. Yeah. <laughs> they were not buying what Chloe was selling. No. And Michael and Chloe are not even like standing next to each other. Like B I'm mm. telling you, they're not lovey dovey. I mean she's hugging oh. her senior dog, which I would too. But Definitely. like hug a senior dog next to Michael. Definitely not lovey dovey. They go and they talk to the respective friends and Chloe's like, well, how do I navigate when Michael isn't his best self? And they say, over communicate, speak your mind. Michael's really good at de-escalating. So don't let him only show you what he wants to show you. Demand the truth. And I guess that's that people pleaser thing. Yeah. And they said it. They said, Michael, even though he doesn't agree to that or doesn't come out and say it he is a people pleaser and chloe's like oh i learned something new i'm a people pleaser too <laughs> so i'm being similar. i'm a little silly and a people pleaser and so is michael's we're the same person i'm like okay that's um, right i feel like a silly person would have really leaned into the costume party and i don't think she was that silly she it. wasn't that silly she probably like picked up something from michael's closet and that was it yeah just um, go deeper Michael was talking to Chloe's friends. I was glad he said he felt weird about Chloe going to her place for a few days. Yeah, and he said it to us too. uh, But that's important. As a people pleaser, it's important for him to be like, you know what? No, that was a little strange. It did make me feel a certain way. Instead of just feeling like, yeah, she's got to do what she's got to do. No harm, no foul. He was like, no, of course I feel weird about it, but I trust what we needed to do to put our best foot forward moving forward. Yeah. And that's what they did. Um, But then he's like, you know what? There is nothing we disagree on 
at this point. And they like, need oh, to I, disagree. Well, I, I, I disagree with you, Michael, because you disagree on how to handle your uncomfortableness. She went and ran away to yeah. her home. You stayed there with your dogs. That's a disagreement. Yeah. You may have not verbally disagreed, but you were not pleased that she did that. They need to disagree on something and truly get to the bottom of it because I think it's great to have a great relationship, but I think it's about like if there is an argument, like the first fight or argument or something out of the ordinary, how you handle that, I think that shows a lot. Totally. Like if you get into a screaming match and won't talk for a few days, well, that's not good. If you can talk through it and resolve it and move past it, that's a good sign. There is something to be said about, hey, I'm going to go to my place before things get contentious before I get so uncomfortable and feel like I'm backed into a wall that we do start arguing. Like it's, there's something to be said about that, but in a real marriage, you don't have a place to run to. Unless you're a DP. Unless you're a DP. So here's my, an, an additional idea. I'm giving a lot away for free here. And in addition to the, the couple's challenges, we, we take your keys from you. During the eight weeks. You know how like on Love is Blind, we're going to take your cell phones? Oh, yeah. Matt, we're taking your keys from you. So you can't run to your house or apartment. That's a good one. Right? It's yeah. too easy. As you said, in real marriage, like you, you don't have a place to run. And that's why I said sometimes people might need to step away and cool down, walk the dog. Sure. That's what she should have done. Go be with your dog. See your cousin. Take time for yourself. I'm not dismissing that. Like sometimes people just need it. But come back to your husband. Yeah. And if you had issues, talk through it. Like her just packing up her stuff and le- living for a few days, not okay. Yeah, we've all sat alone in our cars in an empty parking lot to get some time away. You did that with me? <laughs> not with you. Oh, good. But yeah, you don't you don't get to go spend two or three nights somewhere else no you don't that's that's not solving anything that's solving nothing that's just forgetting about the issue and then you come back and you're like oh yeah i forgot we had an issue yeah so all right new day who is this captain jab sparrow jab cross that's cross what we jab. learned in the kickboxing classes we used to take one two one two one two one two uh chloe getting all sorts of turned on it's like yeah who's feminine now chloe not michael I did like kickboxing. Yeah. I didn't like how the gloves started to smell. I didn't like how many people threw up in the class. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> they, they were tough. But it was a good workout. It was a good workout. I started having an issue because I have a bad knee. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't do some of the kicks and stuff because it really started to hurt me. Yeah, excuse So it wasn't the perfect... What are you talking about? I have a crack in the bone. Yeah. Well. So I... I don't like when I do something, I can do do it fully. That bugs me. So I couldn't do some of the kicks, but great workout. Great workout. So they finish up boxing and Chloe brings up that at the housewarming party, she learned Michael's a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want it to be that way. She wants Michael to be able to talk to her and, and tell her what he needs from her. Um, and they agree. Like, okay, yeah. He says, I can be a people pleaser, but I'll be mindful of that moving forward. And, and I'll, I'll tell you what I need. Good. Let's see. Let's see them next time, guys. Let's see them next time. All right. Right now, how about we take a quick break? Let's do it. We will tell you about a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, again, uh, I'll be busy patting myself on the back during this commercial break. All right. We'll be back <laughs> in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. And we're patting our back. Um, yes and no. So. You literally turned to me in the middle of the episode and you go, I guess you were right. True, 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 true. But I still, the only thing that just doesn't add up to me that he still wants to be close to her. He's a coconut. On camera. But Why? Because he wants to look like a good guy and he wants to look like he's trying. But she's allowing him and she... Not anymore. I mean, okay. So we first see Becca crying doing a little video after the wolf sanctuary. 
saying that they got into an argument because Austin was mumbling something <sighs> for himself. And when I learned what it was, I kind of laughed because it's dumb. It's okay. Let's jump to it then. It's not about the trinkets. It's not about the bags. The art, it's never about the trinkets. What's a trinket? Whatever Austin was buying at the wolf site. He was probably buying like little miniature wolf figurines. It was the argument wasn't over that. The argument was everything that's boiled up until this point, and that was just the True. straw that broke the wolf's back. This is <laughs> literally this is this is what I think happened. Because he was saying, Oh, we're I was buying some tchotchkes and I wanted to get a bag. <laughs> trinkets. I'm saying tchotchkes. All right. And I wanted to get a bag. And Becca said, no, we have a bag. And I think she's thinking, let's be sustainable. True. And apparently he bought a lot of tchotchkes. You know, it's not sustainable, this relationship. <laughs> so he bought a lot of tchotchkes. He's like, no, I need this bigger bag they're giving me, right? It probably had a wolf on it, too. So I would want it, too. True. Take a bag. But he, by her... Telling him, let's save the environment, he felt micromanaged. Right. Which right. I'm, I'm sure, as you said, potentially it was just the start of what it, came next. It's never about the tchotchkes. Well, it's not about the tchotchkes. It wasn't, but saving the environment, if you have a bag, I don't know, but if they offered a bag with a wolf on it, I don't. You're taking it to an environmental place. I don't think it necessarily was about that. Maybe it was. It was just like. Otherwise, why would you just get a bag with you? It could have been her purse or something. She just saying, put it in here. No. Like I would, if I buy keys and I'm pro environment um, and I have an extra bag, I'll put it in. Otherwise, I'm just going to get the wolf bag they're offering. Why would I fill my purse with keys? I have keys of my own in my purse. It's not about the keys, anyways. <laughs> but then on the drive home, it spiraled into this whole other big argument where he was questioning whether they would actually work out or not. And it's like, yeah. And that's the issue. So we see them back home. The experts are coming over, both DP and PC. Ooh, we call them for backup on this one. I need to say, I mean, I need to say, I have to say that they've been very active this season. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if it's because they got shit from people for not being there. It's or not helping. if these people are just such train wrecks and they made such poor matches that they just have to be there. Not, at some point, we need new experts. And I hate to say it because uh, I love uh, DP and, and PC and sex DP. And yeah. I want to keep DP and PC because... They're staples. We love them. staples. That's yeah, home when you just, see them. Yeah, just to see... DP wearing her purple or pink blouse. Her magenta blouse. Okay, then again, fix the process. Fix the matchmaking process. Fix the questioning. Something's not working. And maybe the idea of married at first sight doesn't work. No, I, I think they need two new experts who are a little younger, but almost like the same position, like a sociologist and a relationship coach or someone like a matchmaker, right? Someone who can fill the gaps. Like, mm -hmm. I think... I think both of them, DP and PC, are not looking at the full picture. Like there, I think there is more that goes into these matches than when one says, "Oh, I love wolves," and there is another girl who loves wolves. Let's match them together. Forget about the fact they they, they have different religions. One is extremely religious, right? Mm -hmm. They need someone who can maybe come in and be like, "You know what, guys? I see your point, but this is a bad match." Let's find someone who likes dogs that's similar to wolves, but they're, they are on the same page when it comes to religion and kids. Here's what it comes down to, and this is maybe my oversimplified man brain, but if you're not attracted to the person, you're done. Like eight weeks is such a short amount of time that if you're somewhat attracted to the person, you'll put up with a lot for eight weeks. Yeah, mm -hmm. It's not going to last a year or two or three of all you have is attraction. But if you're attracted, you'll make it eight weeks. Yes or no. Look at Brennan and Emily. They're both attractive people. There uh, was that's not what I'm saying. There was something at the beginning. That's not what I'm saying. Just because two attractive people don't mean they're going to be attracted to each other. Ooh, I see what you're saying. I'm saying like you have to, if you're baseline, if you're just attracted to the other person and vice versa, you can make it eight weeks. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, 
impossible to match because you don't know unless they should show pictures like DP and PC should show random pictures of people, not even in the running, but I just was like, just going to say that. Stop it. But just like, are you into this type of look, this type of, and then like, fine. Cause like, it's so important. Like, who are we kidding ourselves? Love is blind works a little bit better because you are at least taking ownership of your match. Hey, I fell in love with this person blindly. I proposed we're going to get married because that's your doing. It's so easy to blame PC and DP and be like, why did you put me with this person? Yes. And I think, I think a mental connection is more important than a physical one. In the long term, it is. In the is. long term, yeah. So that's why I think love is blind works better because you can overcome that. And on love is blind, most of these people are good looking. So long story short, I don't think you would ever be matched with someone who's just like, ugh, right? On maps, they bring two people together that you don't even know what their views are on politics and religion. Well, These they big do. things. The, the, the matchmakers do. Yeah, and they do a very they good job. Yeah, they don't care. So in this meeting, Becca says, I'm not feeling desired. I'm not feeling loved. I don't know how to move forward. I feel rejected. Like the whole thing about Austin packing up and going to sleep in this football player's bed, right? <laughs> you know what? Okay, I'm picturing this. I'm going to turn this into our world. We are in the house of Yaromir Yager. And I'm like, oh, I definitely want to sleep in his bed. I would never sleep that's there way alone. Creep, that's way creepier. It Why is it creepier? Because like, uh, you want to sleep in a guy's bed. Uh, Austin, no, he's, a, he's one of the most famous hockey players. I know, but it feels more sexual than... Austin being like, well, it's a big NFL player. I was really excited to sleep in this bedroom. It just, it was like a little kid fantasy. Yeah, uh, I've, I've loved Yaromir Yager right, since I was a kid. Continue. The reason why I say Yaromir Yager because I just read an article because the Penguins retired his jersey. Okay? okay. But like, I would never say, hey, John, I'm going to sleep in Yaromir's bed. You stay here. I'd be like, hey, John, let's sleep in his bedroom. Let's bang oh, in Yager's bed. Totally. Like, what's better, like, what's exactly. better than hooking up? And it's not, Austin, it's not cool to sleep alone in this NFL. That's my point. It's cooler to hook up and be like, oh, we hooked up in... So Derek Jeter's bed. That's my point. I would never pack up and go. I would be like, oh my gosh, we have to like, if anything, let's jump on the bed together, right? Right. Like do something together. Yeah. And I'm not, I really didn't mean anything creepy. Austin was being creepy. Why is a dude wants to sleep in other dude's bed without his girl? It's a good story. Maybe he was masturbating. Probably masturbated. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's a good story. Like if... If it is a famous celebrity that you and all your friends know to be like, guys, you'll never believe it. I stayed in whoever's bed, Michael Jordan's bed last night. You know what's night. cooler? Like, hey, guys, me and my wife. I know, banged in Michael Jordan's yeah, bed. Yeah, or jumped on the bed. Or jumped on the bed. Like, yeah, had something. a pillow fight, at least. Literally. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the fact that he would tell this story saying, and people would be like, oh, where was Becca? He was like, oh, she stayed in the guest room. That's yeah. awful. That doesn't even sound fun. No, it sounds miserable. And then his drinking comes up and how uh, I think he that plays a role in his actions. Maybe him either overselling what they're going to do sexually or, or then him not being present or able to do what he sold. That's weird because I feel like when you're drunk, you're more honest and you're more horny. Uh, to a certain, <laughs> you can reach, you, you can go too far, and then it's Correct. the opposite. But I, I do think his drinking is a bit of a coping mechanism. I really don't think he's into her. I think he's trying to be nice. I think he's trying to play the game. He's going to reach decision day. He's not going to bail. And I think he's drinking a lot in these occasions because that's how he's going to get through it. So I don't. I don't recall seeing him drunk ever. I don't think he drinks that much. Like when I she said it. think drinking, I think of what was her name? Uh, oh, she was in with yeah, Lindsay. No, with yeah, definitely. Mark the Shock. Mark the Shock. Yeah. Like she was wasted most of the time. Yeah. Him, I don't see it. I, 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 I see a social drinker potentially. Everyone drinks, sure. But he's not like sloppy drunk. You don't see what happens off camera. Correct. And maybe again, he's all about the show. So he's not going to get wasted on camera because he wants to put on a good face. When the cameras go away and it's just the two of them sitting alone in their apartment, he's 
downing. He's butt chugging a bottle of Jack Daniels because he can't stand her. I guess. Becca literally said, well, when the experts were on their way over, he was like, oh, can we snuggle? And she's like, no, I need some space. It's like he only asked to snuggle because the cameras were there. Hmm. It's all for show. Everything he does is for the cameras. Well, we'll see. I At this point, I don't think they'll say yes on this. I don't think so either. We'll see. But then we see them doing a spa day the next day. Something happened to Becca's foot, so she's sticking it out of the barrel. And I'm like, this is just not comfortable. This is how I wear my socks around the house. This is I call <laughs> this rolling the windows down because it gets a little hot around here. My lovely wife likes to keep it a crisp 76 degrees. 75. And, and I get very hot. And so I'm wearing the socks and I just kick them, kick them off the heels a little bit, roll the windows down and it cools <laughs> me down. Yeah, and then you leave them in the corner and it's your pet beef. That's your pet beef. My- <laughs> I didn't have time to think about it. It's my pet beef. Yeah. But they agree in the hot tub to continuing to try to work it out. Um, so. I, and yeah, he's <laughs> like, I'm committed. She's like, this is the validation I needed. <sighs> Let's see, bitches. All right. I got peas on my head. Don't call me a pea head. You get peas on your head when <laughs> you were drunk the first time in check. Yeah, I'll never forget waking up the first morning in check and being like, why is the pillowcase green? <laughs> We were so hungover. Your parents didn't have ice packs. They gave us frozen bag of peas. <laughs> Good times. Emily's not hungover, although maybe she is, knowing Emily. She's recovering after her procedure. Yeah, and this all looks great. He's taking, Brennan's taking care of her. He made burgers for her, bought burgers because she wanted it. Mm-hmm. He t- gets her to the hospital. She takes her 35 fucking stitches oh. out. She still looks, everything looks good but Emily. And then I'm saying it with love. Like that girl looks so banged up still and she's smiling on her face. I know. But, but then, she's healing. But the, yeah, like then like the next time we saw her, she actually looked fantastic. It must have been a while after because when we see her leaving the hospital with the stitches removed, like she has a huge oh, yeah. bruise on the side. Her eye is still swollen. Like she looks banged up. But yeah, the next time we see her, she's back to normal minus the huge scar she has on her forehead. She has the hair to cover yeah. there, which is good. Yeah. But they're home and Brennan's cleaning because she cannot do any physical activity. So he's doing all these things for her and they're thankful for each other. And I... I get hopeful, and then I saw the previews. Well, he's still very low energy. Eh, yeah, yeah. I the, think that's who he is. The relationship has more life in it now than it has, but he's still very, like, flatlined and low energy. And sure, maybe that's the way he is, or maybe he's not excited about her. Maybe he is a caretaker. He loves taking care of her, but he doesn't love her. He's like a cat. He's like a cat if Emily somehow got a piece of fish stuck somewhere on her body. So she smelled good for a while. So he's a cat. He's chilling around. She smells good. But then she's going to shower. She's going to lose the fish smell. And Brennan, like the cat that he is, he's going to go elsewhere. That was a pretty good metaphor, right? What goes on in your head? (laughs) Well, I saw that weird cat. During ah, the hip hop party, so ah, that's yeah. cat. Yeah, a kind of a fun-looking cat, by the way. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. You don't like my metaphor? I tuned out about halfway through. What do you mean? I came back right in time to hear like the shower scene, and then the cat went away. <laughs> Should I repeat it? Please don't. <laughs> um, but then they have a Skype session with all the experts, and Emily just catches them up on her recovery and says she's doing well. Everyone's been super supportive. There's like a flower shop of yeah. bouquets behind her and, and balloons. And that's beautiful. I mean, honestly, man, good for her for freaking handling this the way she did. Like, I, I yeah. can't even imagine. I I spent 24 hours with the wire stuck threw my nose down my throat. It was oh very uncomfortable. Well, I didn't get to, any flowers. Now you have to explain oh, why you had a wire. trying to figure out why I have like nasal infections and trying to figure out if I have this acid reflux, that like upper acid reflux. So I was wearing this wire that went through my nose all the way down my throat for 24 hours. It was uncomfortable. 
It was fine. I got zero flowers from John. But like, what I'm trying to say is- I got zero chocolates or cards on Valentine's Day. So now we're even. That was uncomfortable and it didn't hurt. I didn't get injured. Like nothing happened to me, right? Just a little test. Uncomfortable test. Her going through this with a fucking smile on her face. It's unbelievable. Like, I don't know who she is, but- she like good for her good for emily i mean that's it's the same from from the second it happened she's been so calm and so like positive like but that's what it is that's the same rosy colored glasses emily who thinks like oh brennan loves me and we're gonna be great and all is well well that's not true i don't think he does and i don't think it will be but she's optimistic she's glass half full of tequila and that's the same mindset she has after the accident. Like, eh, hey, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Yeah, honestly. Wow. Good for her. I had high hopes. We see them talking to all the experts. They all been checking in on her and they're impressed how well she's been handling it. I mean, everyone is. Yeah, we all are. Brandon says he's so proud of her and she's been there for him as much as he's been there for her. This all looks great. Like tragedy brought us together. Oh, you know, Brandon is like, oh, we talked about being friends, but now this, this is a game changer. Actions speak louder, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, th- that sounds good. Emily is like, we're back to normal, back to... When things were good, and I'm like, oh boy. And that, because when she said it, you could see Brennan's face kind of like, like he picked up on it, and maybe he thought of the reason why they weren't okay. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like it almost like brought him back. And mm-hmm. he tries to like pet her back a little, but he's not touchy feel. I don't know if he's no. afraid because of the scar. He's emotionless. He's very emotionless. Yes, but I had high hopes, but ah, oh, they're going to go back down i i have i would put my money on them before i put my money on the becca and austin so yeah i'm not sure here's here's a someone i didn't expect to see again cameron and claire or say what he said yeah we have claire and her mom at the apartment and claire is telling mom about you know what's been going on and mom says you know i understand cameron i had cancer so Wanting to be isolated, wanting to be alone. Like, I get it. And Clara says, like, I've met this amazing human. I love him for as a person. He challenges me. He's so smart. Like, he says all these great things. But then she says, but I don't think we're supposed to be a husband and wife. Like, that's the title for us. Yeah. So she says that. And she reconfirms that Cameron doesn't really want to be around her. But then we see Cameron talking to Brennan and he explains his atrial flutter a little bit. His heart beats a few times for every beat and says, yeah, Claire's trying to be supportive, but there's not really anything to support. But then he ends up saying, if she wants to stay together on decision day, I'm going to stay together with her. Huh? I honestly, I think they talk more than we know of. But I, but make it make sense. When Claire's telling her mom, yeah, he doesn't really want me to be there, doesn't want me to be around him. How do you go from that to, yeah, I'm going to stay married to you? You got to be around your spouse unless you're DP. <laughs> True. Maybe they would stay together and see if they can repair things without the cameras, without the drama, because... His Apple Watch is literally telling him that he's too stressed. So he, need, he needs to take a minute. And I, I believe being on camera, talking about all this sure. is stressful, especially for someone with a freaking heart condition. So maybe he says that because he's like, maybe we could give it a shot and see when this is over without the stress, without the added pressure of people watching. Right? But I just don't understand... As he said, he's like, there's nothing to support her right now. It's not like I had surgery and I need soup brought to me and I need someone to feed my fish. He's like, there's nothing to support. I'm fine. I just kind of, I need to take my medication and I got to take it easy. So why can't she come over and you guys watch a movie? Like, why can't you guys Maybe they do that. Like, we don't know it. Well, then Claire wouldn't be saying, oh, he doesn't want me supporting him or being around. True. 
I don't know. I think maybe it's because he said he cannot mountain bike anymore. So he's trying to find a hobby. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, maybe I'll stay married instead. Yeah. I think that would be the biggest surprise for me is if they got back together. But I think they're a good match. So Mm. I do. I think strangely, I do. I think it's maybe because Claire is very mature for her age. And yeah. she's kind of like driven to help. And maybe that's why she feels so strongly about him because she doesn't want to lose another person she cares sure. cares about. Sure. So I do like Claire a lot. Um, minus her 90s hair. I like her more than Cameron, so. I still like Cameron too. I feel bad for him. I mean, yeah. it's not fun if you have heart issue. My grandpa had that little pacemaker. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Whenever he flew, they had to stop him. Didn't speak English. When he forgot his paperwork, it was stressful for him. Sure. This was in the times when iPhones were just starting, so he didn't have one, right? Mm-hmm. So he couldn't really, like, look at his Apple Watch and chill. So sure. I, I get it. I get it. It's stressful. We'll see what's going to happen. All right. Well, that's the episode. Episode 18. What an episode. No Lauren and Orion, so I was happy. Yeah. Let's see what happens next time. Let's see what happens next time. In the meantime, if you want to hear us talk about the single life, you can do that on Patreon and Supercast. Patreon.com slash MarriedToReality. Don't forget, Patreon is ad-free. There is no housekeeping, none of that up front in the episode where we tell you about Patreon and Instagram. You guys know about that if you're on the Patreon and Supercast. Mm-hmm. So we cut all that out. There's a fun chat feature on Patreon. So check it out, Patreon and Supercast. Also the Instagram at Pod. Message us there. Call in. Also make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. It's so easy to do. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys. Smash it like it's as hard as the 90s hip-hop party theme. <laughs> theme. Theme. Yes. Okay. Because the party wasn't that hot. Well. The theme. Who's hot, who's not. Exactly. Um. So smash it like it's as hot as that. And last but not least, if you guys haven't left the review, we would love if you could do that. If it's a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it on the Monday podcast. Yes. How about How about that? How about that? How about that? <laughs> All right. I've said it all. There is a too much. Way too much. Means we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye.